For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, between rock everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. feeling about this. Welcome to episode 387 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, I am mostly on the men now you probably hear it in my voice i'm still a little sick but i'm getting yeah, there yeah it's still there but it's getting better <laughs> yeah and i'm doing my best man this has been a rough one man sounds because like it the I'm uh sorry it's been that way the treatment plus being sick combo don't recommend it in case anybody was you know thinking like maybe i'll, I'll give that a try one day doesn't sound fun <clears throat> um so, we've got a new episode of Bad Batch to talk about. We're fucking one week away from, less than a week, really, from, you know, while we're recording this, from season three of The Mandalorian. That means the next episode, buddy, we'll be talking about Mandalorian. Can't wait. I can't either, man. I'm so excited. Um, one of the hottest current Star Wars properties out there. Shit. H-O-T-T hot. Boy, let me tell you. Um... So, you know, you guys all know, they're like, here, oh, here he goes. He's going to say, before we get to all that, before we get to all that. <laughs> Don't want to leave him hanging. Yeah. If, uh, if you need anything from us, like social media handles, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, where I've been streaming like a madman. So far this year, I'm about to be able to say this because I've got the stats right up here next to me. I have streamed for 60 hours and 27 minutes so far this year. Dang. So, you guys should come hang out. It's a good time on our Twitch. Anytime Will I get to go there, it's the best time. Yeah, man. You have a great little atmosphere about you on your your Twitch flow. Mm-hmm. You get to see Walter. You know what you're doing. Yep. Um... I love it when the emotes come through and they spam oh. across your screen. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, we're just a couple of subscribers away from being able to enable the um, the Chef Will emote that I've got in oh my, my back po pocket ready to uh, unleash. Anyways, um, if you're like, well, where do I find all this shit, man? You're sitting here babbling about it. Babble ass, head ass myweirdfoot.com or blueharvest.rocks for all your blue harvest needs you know what else is over there links to our patreon if you really like us and you want to support us for as little as three dollars a month and get access to all our bonus content or bonus episodes there's a ton of them there's a whole lot of them over at patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast and a big shout out to our patrons you guys are the best dude so you know our buddy Sean likes to get put little Easter eggs on our website, right? Yeah. Because he's, I mean, this is, we have a beautiful ass website, right? Don't we, though? And that's all thanks to Sean. He put this all Yeah, together. right? 100%. But, but check this out. Oh, nice. He's got like a Discord preview that lets us know, lets you know what's of our, buddy, our buddies are online hanging out in Discord. Um, 
anyways, so like, you know, we've talked about it before. We've got like little icons for each platform and links to the merch store and all that. A link to the Discord. You guys should come hang out in the Discord. We have a a everyone is welcome channel as um as well as our Patreon exclusive channel. Um so yeah, we've got them all listed and then I see this guy has added a link to OnlyFans. Oh nice. And where does it take Oh my god, you click on it and it says blueharvest.rock says this doesn't exist in parentheses yet, but we're watching you. <laughs> That's good, Sean. That's real good. Blueharvest.rocks to see that. And then I showed you like if you do the myweirdfoot.com. Mhm. The old Tracy Moon bought the domain for all the icons are changed to feet. That's pretty sick. <laughs> it is sick. Okay. That's enough of all that. That's that's where you guys go. That's where you guys go. Um, so, buddy, we got a new episode of Bad Batch. Pretty good one, I thought. Um, but another thing that I thought was kind of interesting um, is... Um, they were talking about stuff coming to celebration in April. And in that article, they mentioned that there's not going to be a celebration next year. So no celebration in 2024. It won't be until 2025. Okay. Is there a reason they would normally take one off? Um, I mean, they have before, right? Like they were going to take the year. I think, yeah, I think they originally... No. Shit, when was it? I can't remember when there was a year taken off between them. It has happened before. Um, Jeez, Walter. Bruh, well, look at what's happening here. Can you see me? You can see me. I can see you now. This man's walking all over me. Um, He is, isn't he? I'm trying to remember. Obviously, last year's celebration was, you know, the celebration that was long delayed because of COVID and shit. And it was originally going to be in, like, August of 2020. And I even remembered, like, texting with people and being like, yeah, I think this whole COVID thing will probably be over by August. So I bet you we could we still get to go to celebration. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Um you know, obviously, I think where a lot of people's minds go with them announcing the next one won't be till 2025 is the fact that that's supposedly when we're getting the next movie. Um, oh, okay. So I figured that would be the announcement of the movie. But you think the movie itself is coming out in 2025? That's supposedly when the next one is scheduled for. Like, if you look at Disney's release schedule... There's a Star Wars movie scheduled for December of 2025. Did The Force Awakens, was that the one that took the most amount of time out of the new ones? Shit, I don't really know. I, I, honestly, I think it's the one that had the longest pre-production time and shit, like leading up to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you consider reshoots and shit for Rogue One and Solo, I don't know how much, you know, it's hard to say. But, like, we know there are multiple different Star Wars movies in some form of development currently, right? We know it seems like maybe the Damon Lindelof one is the most likely to be the one that's coming out in two years. Mm -hmm. um, it's the one that's been getting the most sort of mentions and tractions and stuff and, like, rumors, right, is the Damon Lindelof movie. Right. Um you know, and I think it was last week where we were talking about the rumor is that they're going to announce new movie stuff at Celebration this year. So there's, I mean, it's completely believable that they would announce the next movie at Celebration and it releases in December of 2025. Um, which means like that Celebration, like that would be, you know, the big thing it's hype, that Celebration is hyping up. Kind of like... You know, the one in Orlando in 2017 was Last Jedi, and 2019 was Rise of Skywalker, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, 
So, I mean, it's completely possible that that's what's about to happen. Now, there's a lot of shit that can happen in between April, them being like, we're doing, guess what, guys? We got old Damon Lindelof. You guys like Lost, right? Huh? Halls? Lost? Remember that? And I'm like, yeah, I remember that. He's doing a Star Wars movie, and it's called Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, done by Damon Lindelof, or whatever it is. That does not seem to be what it is. <clears throat> and that movie releasing in August. We've seen it. We've seen it a lot in recent Star Wars. There could be directors brought on and fired and writers brought on and fired. I hope not. I hope the production goes really smoothly, but, you know, there's a lot of bumps in the road that can happen before that. Right. Um, and then, you know, supposedly Taika Waititi's in some form of development. Patty Jenkins says that Rogue Squadron's still in some form of development remember when old kevin feige remember him he's supposedly doing something with a star wars movie there's all kinds of shit out there mm -hmm. when's it in any of it gonna happen who knows after i'm dead <laughs> no that's when i was talking no. i was talking about it on stream tonight right so you know i'm about a month away from being fucking 40 buddy <laughs> little mm -hmm. less than a month and i was sort of talking with steve we were talking about you know games and stuff that are coming out this year you know i'm very excited for final fantasy 16 and i was kind of mentioning like dude the the wait in between final fantasy games is getting longer and longer like it's like waiting on a new tool album and shit right um yeah and uh like, I think it's been seven years since 15 came out. And I was like, you know, if everything goes well, I may have three more Final Fantasies after this that I get to play. Maybe. You know? Mm-hmm. I might make it to Final Fantasy 19. I ain't seeing 20. 20 is probably shooting too, shooting too high. Whatever you'll make it, you'll make it to Final Fantasy twenty. Unless they increase the production cycle, yeah. Fifteen came out in twenty sixteen, so seven years ago. So, if it takes seven more years for the next Final Fantasy, I'll be damn near fifty. The fuck? You know, fifty's the new twenty. How's I, bruh, bruh? I ain't been twenty since I was fourteen. I've always been an old ass motherfucker, <laughs> old and broken. No, I don't think so. Just how is this my life, bro? Twenty twenty three, Final Fantasy sixteen, finally coming out. I'm so so excited for it. But then, like you know, I'll probably get to see seventeen when I'm damn near fifty, and then, like, I'll be mid fifties by eighteen, right? Yeah. And then if it's another seven years, I'll be in my 60s by Final Fantasy 19. Will by, I even by, know how to play video games? By then, video games may not be what you think they are. You know, it may shift on into a virtual brain but space. That You took it exactly where Steve did, like upload my consciousness to the Final Fantasy server. I'll be waiting on you guys. Because <laughs> I'm going, there's no way I'm not going first, bruh. So, I'll see you guys in there whenever you're ready. Hey, I'll see you there. I have a bunch of gill saved up and shit. Show up like, riding a chocobo. Yep, be like San Junipero. Um, so, also, John Favreau says that season four of The Mandalorian isn't the end. It's not super surprising. He kind of said, in some, you know, because they are doing, you know, interviews and all kinds of shit for... um. Uh, you know, the upcoming season. And he was talking this week about how he's already written Mandalorian season four. He started writing that, um, you know, pretty much once season three went into um, post-production and kind of talked about how, like, he wanted to get a head start on it because, you know, with Ahsoka and seemingly skeleton crew sort of tying into the whole Mandalorian thing. Mm -hmm. Um you know, they want to 
Seems like he wants to put some thought and care into how that all lines up. He also kind of said that right now we're like in the middle act of a three-part story for this overall thing, right? Including all the yeah. connected projects. So we could be getting Mandalorian stuff, you know, up until I'm uploaded into the Final Fantasy server. Mm, yeah. Right? All the way up until. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're going to be around for a long time. Because I, I think uh, I think the Final Fantasy will keep you going. And the Star Wars. <laughs> you, think, you think that'll be the one thing that keeps this ass? This ass yeah. holding on? Yeah, mm. I do. I mean, if there was ever anything, I guess. You know? I'm just hoping. Like, there's a couple things. If I can make it. If me and Walter can make it until uh, it's uh, financially feasible for me to clone my buddy Walter, get me there. Get me to that day. You could probably afford to clone him now, honestly. Um, I bet you I cannot. I think you got to go to like a special part of Korea to get your pets cloned. How yeah, but I don't think that's. I mean, it. That only requires a certain amount of money. <clears throat> Pat. $50,000. 50 G's. 50. Uh, buddy, I, I cannot clone a pet. You could just take out a loan for 60, and that would cover probably travel and expenses while you're there. Hmm. That's. Hmm. That seems financially responsible. <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing with you, buddy. I'm just saying you could do it. You could do it. We could do it. If you really wanted to. We can make it happen. Storing your pet cells costs about a hundred dollars to three hundred dollars a year, depending on the company as well as their current available storage capacity. Oh, oh so I could maybe even just store a little bit of uh, Walter's cellular data, right? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And then when it right. becomes more feasible, I just unfreeze him like Walt Disney's head. It's a little more complicated than that, but I see the analogy. On the other hand, American companies typically offer the dog cloning operation for $50,000. The two are the most globally competitive cloning industries where the former emph emphasizes scientific data and rum details while the latter is more of an emotional connection with the pet as for cats it's much cheaper at twenty five thousand dollars all right there's a cat discount <laughs> three line discount now we're just talking like the cost of a like a fully kitted out corolla you know twenty five thousand yeah right how much does a new corolla this is why people listen to blue harvest they're like just hey, to listen to you look up things on the internet mm-hmm my favorite episodes are the ones where we just abandon, abandon Star Wars ship. altogether and we just go down random internet rabbit holes just to see just to see where where so, we end up. You know, cloning Walter would be a little less than a fully de decked out 2023 Prius. Okay. That's not that bad. See, doable. We live in that future currently. I'm going to start selling feet pics to clone Walter. Hey, that's why you put that OnlyFans stub there. Just in case. Break in case of emergency. Well, the emergency <laughs> is here. Never mind. Guys, I'm fighting cancer right now. Don't worry about that. What I really need you to do is buy my feet pics so I can clone my buddy Walter. <laughs> buy my feet pics. Please. I, have I love that sentence. Buy my feet pics so I can clone Walter. And, you know, they probably... I don't know what the statistics be would be like the listeners of the show. I don't know. There might be like three or 4% of the listeners that would be legitimately interested in seeing my weird foot for like, you know, slapping, slapping the, you know, fucking jerking, slapping the bass, slapping the bass to diddling themselves. Right. To a weird picture of a weird foot. And then there would be, would be doing that. Then there would be at least, I bet, a 20% that would just buy at least one just to see what all the fuss is about. Mm -hmm. 
you know? Just to see the curiosity would be so intense. And I could at like, least maybe get. Like, so what's the foot look like? And then I could at least maybe get a down payment on cloning Walter. Right. And then, you know, put the rest on layaway. Right. Walter's healthy as a horse, though. It's just, bruh, they're with us too. There's, it's too short. No matter how long Walter's with me, it's too short. I feel like the the way DNA works, the the quicker you get his cellular sample, the higher quality it'll be. Yeah, so I should probably self-finance, like, you know, getting the sample and storing it and then figure out the rest of the cost of this whole shebang. And then the clone of Walter kills me. And you couldn't name him Walter Jr., but you'd call him Walter II. No, I wouldn't do that. He would have his own name, like... I would, you know, I'd probably name him like Cloud. That's a good name. That would be cool. You know, I'm not going to name, but like, because I never would, like, no matter if it's an exact clone of Walter, I'm not looking to replace Walter. I just am looking to keep Walter, man. I understand. I want to upload his little conscious. I would upload it like right now, upload me to the Final Fantasy server with my pets. <laughs> Get me the special Cerebro helmet, Charles. <laughs> My scientific curiosity does wonder what, how alike or different the Walters would be in temperament and behavior based simply on the difference of nature and nurture. Just a difference in the, the way they grew up the at the different times. Well, no. that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, one of the controls would be, you know, raised by the same, mm-hmm. um, owner you know but you're just in a different place in time than you were like mm-hmm. when you got walter as a baby in yeah. college happy <laughs> it wasn't even college bro i got walter in 2012 my man's about to be 11 years old will oh man oh man he's healthy though like he's he's i've only ever had to besides you know you know your shots and just updated vet visits. I've only ever had to take him to the vet once. He's a good, healthy boy. You know? That's good. I'm starting to get anxious. About losing Walter? Yeah, how did this start? How did we start I, spent, this? I don't know. It was the cloning process, but he's a healthy boy. He is a healthy boy. So, you know, anytime I see like a YouTube video or like a, you know, like a little video piece on someone that's cloned their pet, every time they say, and it's just like, it's so weird. They're just like my, my old pet that passed away. It's just like having a new, you know, like just have them again. But interesting. part of me wonders is if that's them like sitting on their couch going, holy shit, I just spent $50,000 to clone this dog. And it's, it's nothing like, it's nothing like Banjo. It's nothing well, like there's a certain Well, there's a certain amount of, yeah, of course he's going to be just like him if the same person that, raise the other dog raise this dog like it'll have the same you know you'll have the same love words and command words and you know commands and stuff so it would make sense that it would seem like the dog is i mean the cat is you know identical or dog whatever pet whatever is but a lot of that could could be bias Mm -hmm. like and listen I know everybody's listening. If they know anything, they're like, "Whoa, man! What about the other cats or your dog Luna?" I love them all. I love every. I don't want you to think like I just walk around going, "Oh, there's only one animal in this house, and it's Walter." You guys just don't understand. If you've watched the streams, you understand the bond that me and that cat have. Yeah, that's true. We're buddies, man, and I love every one of the other animals. Love hanging out with them. If I, and, if it was, and more, y'all are tight, but you're not Walter tight. Well, and this is the thing: if it was more financially feasible, I'd clone them all. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I won't need any other pets. Like just these guys. I'm happy where I am. But you know, we're talking about 25 G's. Who the fuck am I, Jeffrey Bezos, cloning all these animals? I'm spending over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's a, that's a, you gotta make some you can choices. do that in a year. You sell the right feed picks. Well, now we're talking. Now we're talking. If I'm in like the top two percent of feet pick sellers oh, on OnlyFans, like content producers, I live like I quit my regular job at that point. 
and I just live. You got somebody that comes in and shoots for you, right? Like Fancy you freak. just lay back, you no, know. Honestly, <laughs> I think I'd still I think I'd still do it all in house. You would. Yeah, cuz I just don't know. Like I don't know like for instance, our buddy Jeremy is an excellent photographer. I can't see me going, "Hey Jeremy, would you come over and take some pictures of my feet? I'll pay you a whole bunch." Like and then, okay, that's somebody I know, like one of my really good friends. If it's a stranger, even weirder. Like I just I know me and my social anxiety and I don't know that I would be able to just be cool while some stranger is taking pictures of my feet like stepping on a pecan <laughs> pie or couldn't channel your inner muse juice mm-mm, dressed up like a oh no a just a toga just for, a sheet like spray paint my foot black and like put little bat wings on it for halloween <laughs> talking, talking about oh we're dressing up your foot now yeah, you got. I mean, buddy, you got to keep the. I want a seersucker suit with like, I mean, like a hat the first, and a cane. The first fourteen to eighteen months, it can just be, you know, just pictures of my feet, my foot from different angles, different lighting, different set pieces, you know. But then, like to keep them on, you got to vary it up. You got to get we'll creative. Do, we'll do toe jewelry, mm-hmm, and yep. then like the first body step. paint. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll paint different scenes on there. I don't know about this weird stuff, Will. I'll take care of it. I, I don't even need I, you I coming. I over. understand. You just very weird. No, you don't Can want you imagine me being like, Will, I'll pay you $10,000 to come to Birmingham for the weekend and just take a year's worth of foot pics? Dude, easy money. That's easy money. I could. I would do that for no money. <laughs> what do you think about the Bad Batch this week? I thought it was really good. You know, I knew they were going to have to try to get that shit back. Uh, it was kind of sad. It was kind of Oliver Twist uh, story, you know, mm. like just being taken advantage of by the yeah, I got the pickpocket lord. I got big time Temple of Doom vibes, too, probably because they worked in a mine, right? Right, right. Um, it's fucked up. They're mostly kids. Oh, He's yeah. basically starving these kids. You know, and by the way, them, hard uh, ass kids that are going out and getting neck tats and stuff. Yeah, and stealing ships can steal and fly a ship. Yeah, and can and mine somehow, an explosive, space nitroglycerin, and somehow not be the best earner of the month. Yeah, you stole a whole last ship, my dude. Yeah, bullshit. Nothing you do is ever going to be enough. Like uh-uh. I think Omega said it. Yeah. I did like um, Omega hanging out with that kid. The kid, even with his turnaround, kind of annoyed me from the beginning. I'll be right. honest with you. I mean, uh, he was just so fearful and tryhard, but that's I, the way you know he was trained to be. Well, yeah, and I also kind of get it. Like, it's you kind know, of a victim. Um. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like they were like, "Well, what if it was Temple of Doom in space?" But instead of Mola Ram, we had, uh, I don't know, a dude like Unkar Plutt giving him water rations and candy bars. Not even candy bars. It's like, what's a gross-ass soup that they were fighting over? Brian, that was so sad. Meanwhile, he's sitting in his office eating every entree that's available at the Golden Corral at once. Yeah, right? Yeah. Just feasting. Just chowing down. Shouldn't He's a pretty me, big old boy. Talking you know, about how iridium ain't what it used to be. Talking elbow, about, elbow. Fucking sitting there watching that late at night, being like, "Man, I got the munchies watching this dude eat all that food. I gotta go see if there's snacks. There weren't. <laughs> Just chips and hummus and lean cuisines. Oh yeah, wow. Nobody got time for that. Not at two thirty in the morning. I gotta get some sleep. You know, eat yeah. a. Eat a, yeah. a lean cuisine and go lay down. Be Wake up with the sweats in an hour. Be, be, you be cleaning those sheets at four in the morning. Talking about fuck. <laughs> the Alfredo with broccoli Why? got me. <laughs> Why is this my life? Oh, no. Yeah, man. I mean, I like the episode. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily have a ton to say about this one. Like it was kind of 
and not in a bad way, sort of by the books, right? Um, yeah. The rapscallions, gonna... they're, you know, they work for the mean guy. Mean guy's a dick. Bad Batch are the good guys. They're like, hey, don't be a dick to these kids. Hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, you said by the book, but it was like, that's what I was thinking. Everything that needed to happen happened. It was yeah, a, it was a it by was the good. number. It was fun. Bad guy got his from the you know from the shit that he the seeds he had sown, you know. And like they got their shit back. Yeah, yeah. Kid learned a lesson. I don't like everybody being shitty about Gonky though. Like ah, he's just he's a pretty cool. He out. saved the day. He's, Quite out, like he's mm-hmm. you know he's the reason they got their shit back. Um. And by the way, a super smart thing. Keep like a just a droid around that you can track your ship or you know, like Right. That was like an internal GPS, like a little low jack you know, droid. Low jack droid, that's right. It's like having what was that thing people used to put in their car to keep people from stealing it? You know, the the thing that like uh The like, club? The club. Yeah, you you'd put it yeah. on your steering wheel and then <laughs> Do they still yeah. sell the club? Oh, I guarantee they still sell the club. I'm sure in some states it's given as like a (laughs) Christmas gift, like it was originally intended. You, uh, it was like spring loaded and it was like kind of like a, a fork and you put it in between the steering wheel and the floorboard. So you couldn't, even if you got into the seat, which I don't think you could with the club in there, you couldn't turn the wheel. Even if you know, if you started the car. William, the Club 3000. Oh, my goodness. They nimbus this motherfucker. Look at him. Oh, wow. That's the club. He's smaller. 5609 for the club. Modern technology. I haven't seen a commercial for the club in a long time. Me neither. They used to Maybe be they're old. so good they don't need commercials. How did they eke out? Oh, that one goes into the yo, The steering wheel lock seat belt. Look at that bad boy. This is new technology. Yeah. Maybe I will be around long enough to get uploaded to the Final Fantasy server. (laughs) Look at the hot damn. Hot diggity damn. a long way. (laughs) Man, look at the technological steps they've taken in anti-car theft technology. Sheesh. You want to hear from some of our friends? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh-huh. That's my jam. Got a little stony boy and listened to it and it was really good. So. Dave Filoni has his hand in this one. That thing will work, work, work. To us, he's royalty. King Tom, the king of all time. I can be in Star Wars. Yeah, he went hard to the taint. I can be in Star Wars. I can, I can be in Star Wars. You're talking about the podcast that revolutionized Eat the Booty Like Grocery. I don't take it by joke! I don't take it by joke! Aggressively tosses this salad. I don't take it by joke! 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 He looked hard, which he absolutely was. so good this is so damn good mm. all right first up we've got uh eric struthers and i believe he might have some advice for young william here let's hear what he has to say hey will by the way from the bad mode the devious ass bad motivators which by the we way don't need no kind of motivators like that i don't know here. if you knew this will i was actually on the bad motivators a couple weeks ago oh really did yep. they give you a hard time kinda and you know what really i you know, I got a lot of shit going on. I forgot to mention it that week on Blue Harvest. And then 
the, the diabolical ass Luke Cruiser came all the way into my Twitch stream to fucking bully me about forgetting to, to mention it. And then I said, well, I'm going two more weeks and then I'm just going to throw it in before Eric's voicemail. <laughs> Got him. Hey, Will. Pause. It's Eric. You know what? I should have started out like this. Hey, man. It's Eric Strathers. And I've been meaning to send you a message ever since Will was talking about Liam not embracing Star Wars immediately and not sure how to, like, introduce him to it. Well, one of the things that's been a big hit around this house with my son, Henry, who is eight, is the Lego Star Wars stuff. And if you've never seen it, they have most of it on Disney+. Plus. There's a few things, like the original Yoda Chronicles and then a thing where it was the Padawan Menace, Empire Strikes Out, and then some other thing. We had to get those on DVD in the bargain bin at Walmart like uh, several years ago for five bucks. But they're really good. They're a lot of fun. The visuals are great. They're sweet and endearing. The Freemaker Adventures adds like an element of story and danger while still being in this very kid-friendly universe. And since you're fans of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I got to tell you, Dana Snyder voices Grabala the Hutt. And it's fantastic. And there's zero attempt to pretend like it isn't Master Shake's voice. <laughs> it is exactly the same. So I think that's something you might really dig. And check it out on Disney Plus. Lego Star Wars. Brought to you by Disney Plus. Bruh. Did Lego fucking send a sweet ass check to the Strathers estate? The palatial Strathers estate? That is good advice. That's there was a good a, advice for a, an icebreaker for kids for the Star Wars universe. There was a Lego CEO driving his happy little ass through uh, Struthers' neighborhood, and he was like, Jesus Christ. Something tells me to stop here. Look at that giant The Last Jedi th three, uh, the theater promo display this guy has set up. I'm going to pay him to fucking pimp out this Lego Star Wars stuff. Um, I haven't watched all of the Lego stuff. I've only seen a couple of uh, episodes of Freemaker Adventures. It's one of those things that, like, I'm always like, well, you know, there's no new Star Wars coming on right now. Why don't I watch the Freemaker Adventures? And then you know what I do, Will? What? I don't do that. <laughs> I do not do that. Something else is the answer that goes there. And something else ends up happening. And you know what probably I, ends up happening? Me sitting on that? the edge of my bed staring at the wall for two hours. <laughs> I thought you were about to say watching Japanese street walkthroughs on YouTube. That, mm, that happens sometimes. First person, 4K, 60 frames a second, Japanese street walkthroughs with a little rain. Mm. Get out of here. Uh, Liam and I have watched the holiday ones, like the Christmas Lego Star Wars special and the uh, Halloween Lego Star Wars specials. Uh, those are a big hit with him. He hasn't gotten into more of the Star Wars stuff yet, so, but that's a good place to maybe try and start. But uh, he really likes the holiday ones because I guess they came up in the Disney Plus flip, mm -hmm. you know, the promotional flip. And he saw them and allowed us to watch them. Nice. Liam lording over the TV. He said, this is my house. Yeah, we can watch this if you want. You know what we're going to be watching, Dad? Godzilla. Oh, my goodness. How did you know? I had some time the other day, and I let him watch Godzilla vs. Kong again. And uh, I just made him close his, close his eyes for the, the gruesome parts. Uh, but now all the time he's like, can we watch Godzilla vs. Kong right now? It's like, no, baby. Like, oh, he loves it. I, I don't have the time to to referee it, you know, again, right now. I got other things going on. Man. This site right here, Feedify, it says they pay their premium models, their premium feet models, 1000 to $10,000 a week. Wow. Now, Listen, I ain't I ain't haughty enough to like I don't think I can go this mainstream. I don't think they would be like that's a premium foot. I, I need yeah, like I, the dark underbelly of Feedify where people are like, I wanna see something weird. Well not necessarily, because if he if it's uh 
if it's aesthetically pleasing, which I have known it to be, um, you could get some really good shots if you get a professional photographer and you could be premium niche. Okay. okay. Boutique. All right, here's one from our buddy Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. I hope you both are doing well in Halls. I hope those CVS drugs help cleared up the hallucinogenic lizard that you had up your nose. Bruh, that's kind of what it felt like. I forgot all about the tripping balls lizard from Book of Boba Fett. Oh my goodness. You know, there's been some... I don't know what to make of it, but there's been some Book of Boba Fett season two chatter going around on social media. I didn't I look sure into so. it super closely. I don't know where it comes from. I just saw it getting passed around. Some people DM'd me about it. I didn't really look into it because I ain't trying to get my hopes dashed against the rocks. Um, This is what he says. In Bad Batch, they have been leading up to this point of asking what happens to all the millions of clones in the galaxy <clears throat> and what will happen to them all. Some have theorized that there will be another clone war because they're called the Clone Wars, plural. I've been thinking about this and was remembering back to something Anakin said in Phantom Menace about the chips that the slaves on Tatooine have in their heads. He says if they try to escape, they get blown up. Do you think that the clones may have another option that causes the chips to terminate the clones? I think it's pretty dark and more along the lines to the ending of the first Kingsman movie, but I wanted to see what you guys thought. Something for you guys to ponder and maybe you'll come up with something better than my theory. Anyway, so sorry for the long email and I hope you have an awesome week. Best wishes, Sam. Buddy, I kind of feel like it's way sadder than that and they just kind of all... <laughs> fade away i don't think there's another clone war like war between the empire and the the clones that they're all like they took our jobs to the stormtroopers. well i do imagine there is i don't know some sort of chip deactivation you know because always living with the fear that the empire could blow your brain up mm -hmm. is probably not pleasant uh, but I bet it's super black market. I bet it's risky. You probably live with headaches the rest of your life. I bet it's not like the medical precision that you know a, a facility on Geonosis could render. Right. Well, and like, so those chips that the slaves on Tatooine had in them, I don't think were necessarily in their head. There's actually a. Oh, I'm. We're talking about. I'm talking about the clones, the clone troopers. Oh yeah, but see, I think we're well. Uh, I think we're working on two different type of chip technologies here. Not that it really I fucking see. matters. Um, yeah. But there's a deleted scene in the Phantom Menace where they take um, Anakin to get his his chip removed, and they use like, oh, a scanner on him. I had no idea. I'm I'm talking about. Something totally else. Yeah, we're we are our north and our south are I'm so turned around. Not, I don't even know, man. I don't even know anymore. What is going on? Um I don't know. I like I don't necess I think like I said, it's actually just kind of it's not like all that adventurous or anything all that exciting. Like they just they're like we shouldn't use clones anymore and then all the the clones are sort of fucked. And, you know, like we saw poor buddy Timur Morrison in that Obi-Wan um, scene, right? When he was playing the. Yeah. The he's a beggar. Guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. And they die super quick because they've got advanced aging. But Rex, Rex is going to end up showing. They're going to be like, did you guys know that Rex was actually alive during episode nine, 30 years after Return of the Jedi? And people be like, hold up. I mean, what? Mm -hmm. who, what is this Methuselah ass living through every era of time clone motherfucker? Oh, he, Star Wars. He took a real long nap. He got in nap. the back to tank. He took a real long took nap. And you know when he woke up just after episode nine, he said, Oi! What's been going on? I'm Rex. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> Here's our buddy Jim. He's got some Disney tips. 
Good evening, Halls and Will. How the hell are you? Uh, so I didn't have the best time at Disney, and I thought that I'd give a few hints and advice. So I would not recommend a park hopper pass because it park hopping can take 40 minutes to an hour to go from one park to the next. And if you have a stroller, prepare to break that thing down way more times than you expect to. Take all the stuff out, all that stuff. It's a big pain. And let me tell you about Disney Genie. So you have to pay 20 bucks per person to get the Disney Genie. And if you use it right, you can get Lightning Lane all day. But it'll only be for certain rides. And if you want to ride Rise of the Resistance, then you pay an extra 20 bucks. You know, with the Genie, you can, it says plan your day. But what it means is plan your very next thing. Meaning you can pick at 8 o'clock to meet Cinderella. And until you use the lightning lane, you can't pick the next thing. You can't say at 8 I want Cinderella, 9 I want to ride the teacups, 10 I want this. You can't plan the next thing until you sign in. You'll notice the best rides are like available at 8 p.m., and if you sign up for one at 8 p.m., then you can't use the lightning lane for that whole day. Um, but certain rides, like Rise of the Resistance, are not included in that. You need to purchase those separately, like an extra 20 bucks per person uh, for the ride. And if you wait till like 11, then they'll be sold out and then they won't sell anymore. But the ride, so my advice is also ride the rides while they're open. They shut down all the time. And they'll give you, like, you know, a chance to come back, but you might not be able to make it back. But, uh, or, you know, it could thunder and lightning and shut down, stuff like that, all sorts of stuff. But to prove I'm not a curmudgeon, we did spend uh, two days at Universal Studios, and we actually had a blast. We used their water park, Volcano Bay, and that was all the girls can talk about. There are a bunch of one-of-a-kind... Uh, airplane started flying over me, sorry. Uh, there are a lot of one-of-a-kind experiences at Disney World. Uh, it was a lot of agony, a lot of bliss. You know, it, you know. I look at the pictures and I'm like, man, I, look, I sure look <laughs> happy. But it was just... It was so much. Whereas Universal Studios seemed like more of a... It was just more reasonable. You know, their best rides were an hour wait. And, you know, most of them were like 20 minutes. It just seemed more reasonable. And even, and I, you know, I came ready to, to spend whatever I had to spend, but I didn't think that, you know, I, I would miss opportunities because I, you know, wasn't fast enough with an app or something like that. It's, uh, it, 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 Universal Studios is much more like the typical amusement parks that I'm used to. Disney World was, there's just too many people, I believe. <laughs> but anyway, uh, love you guys. Ignite the green. Sure, man, that just gave me anxiety. Yeah, he pretty much summed it up right on the nose. But even in his last sentence, like he, he's like, I guess it's just so many people. Like that's exactly it. Like that's how you manage the sheer amount of people and the popularity of those rides. Those systems are set up that way, kind of to stem the flow. To manage the flow. And it's a two-tier system. It's a pay-to-win system, basically. You know, if you want to pay the extra, you can move to the front of the line. But you want that rise of resistance, you're going to pay the extra, extra. There's a Primo Ultra oh. tab for the Lightning Lane for that. Like, you know, they, they get it out of you. Like, they know, you know, they know its exclusivity and popularity sells. And they are monetizing that. But, uh, you know... Th- it's always something, right? Because when I was going up, it was lightning lane or fast pass or it was something that there was always a system. It was never always quite the same. Like the the bands, the magnetic bands, those have been in place for a while the now. Magic like bands. They're called magic, the magic bands. bands. They're magic. Yes, sir. Sorry, they're magical. Uh, yeah, the magic bands have been in place for a while. But he's right. I mean, it is, it's a lot, and it's overwhelming. And if you want to ride the super fancy rides, you do have to be up at like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. to record and plan your spots. And in that lightning lane stuff, it is, you know, you do have to organize what you're going to do next. 
you know, because it, it won't let you, like you said, plan your day out, lightning lane stuff. You got to get in, get in where you want to, you know, do your thing. And you're like, all right, our next lightning lane is here at this time. What do you want to do until that? See, this is the thing, though. Like, that gave me anxiety, but I know for a fact if I were to go on Disney.com and buy a ticket to Disney World right now, bruh, all I'm doing is going to Galaxy Edge. Peter Pan? Get fucked, Peter Pan. <laughs> bruh, I don't... You know, the Pirates of the Caribbean? Get the fuck out of here. Haunted Mansion? Now, maybe. We'll talk about Haunted Mansion. But it, it, And I know that's two different parks, but... Literally, I just want to go and spend all day in Galaxy's Edge. It's probably be yeah. best for me to go alone because people be like, oh, I don't know. Like, what if we went to get out of here? Teacups. Teacups. I'm flying. I'll go with album. you. I'm going. I'll, I'll, I'll go with you and I'll wear like a Chewbacca outfit. Yeah, bro. And I'll just go and then I'll just have a shirt that says, ask me about my weird foot. <laughs> I'm saying I'm taking Will to Disney World with my weird foot money. Um, and we'll just pimp around at Galaxy's <laughs> Edge for day, a couple of days. Uh, Jim sent me a message and was like, hey, man, I forgot to actually ask a question. He wanted to know, do we think we'll ever get any more Anakin backstory? Like on the whole, you know, birth of Anakin, what was all behind that? Um, and... Like, I think that's an intriguing question, but I also think it's a question mostly best unanswered, right? Like, I agree. I absolutely agree. The fact that it's left where it is is the perfect amount of mystery. You know, it, once you start revealing more detail, mm -hmm. it starts to lose its mystery. And, like, um, listen, so you get in the first movie, Shmi is like, bro, you're not going to believe this, but I swear to God it just happened. There was no dad. There was no father. It just happened. And Qui-Gon's like, sweet. I'm, really? taking, I'm taking this kid home with me. Magic-ass kid. Right? And then they don't really say much more about it. And then just casually in episode three, Palpatine's like, he was so powerful, he could even influence the midichlorians to create life. Right? That's, all, that's it. Yeah. There we go. That's all the explanation I need. Plagueis did it. Now... If Plagueis ends up being part of that whole Acolyte show, I don't know that we'll see it because I think it'll still take too, take place too far after or before The Phantom Menace. But, like, you might see him, like, toying with the idea or thinking about it, you know? Be like, hey, Plagueis, what are you thinking about? I don't know, man. Like, I know I'm, like, the Sith leader. I'm immune Right, that's the name of the species he's is, unless they change right. it. And I was kind of thinking, like, wouldn't it be cool to just like create a kid with the force, and and like whoever his current um, uh, Padawan is, or maybe even his master, for all we know, is like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could do that. I mean, it probably cost a lot of force points. And he's like, well. I don't know if you know about the this about me, but I got a weird ass foot. That's why they that's why they chose my name Darth Plagueis because that foot looks like a plague fell down upon it, like real biblical ass plague. So I was figuring maybe I'll sell some feet pics on the Hollow Net, and that's how we'll create a kid with the Force. <coughs> All right, next up we got an email from Allison. Hi. Episode 9 of The Bad Batch meant so much to me as a neurodivergent person, ADHD and possibly autism, Tech's explanation about processing emotions and situations differently doesn't mean he feels less hit me hard. I always have struggled to relate to others, and, I've, and while I feel emotions deeply, I don't always express them the same way others do. I feel like that conversation was so important to have in a kid's show. Not just to help kids understand that other people navigate the world differently, but to let kids who may feel like that know they aren't alone. Especially since it's one of the main characters, not just a one-off special episode where you never see that character again. She's got a really good point about that. Yeah. Um, also, on the topic of time travel from last week, I agree that it wouldn't work in canon. There's enough confusion with the timeline as it is without adding the time travel aspect to it. However, this is where fan fiction comes in and fills that gap. 
Time travel is frequently used in Star Wars fanfic, usually the Force doing something weird and mysterious and sending a character or characters back in time to defeat Sidious. The best one I've ever read is actually a series of fanfics called The Desert Storm. It starts four to five years post Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan is on Tatooine when the Force sends him back in time about 20 to 25 years when Anakin is four years old. He manages to rescue Anakin and Shmi, return to the Jedi Temple, take his younger self as a Padawan, and try to save the galaxy from the Sith. It is beautifully written with so much care taken to consider the ramifications of the changes that Obi-Wan makes, and despite all of his efforts, there are some things that end up being inevitable, for better or worse. There is still an army of clones led by the Sith. Boba is Jango's son. Obi-Wan comes across General... Grievous, grievous, etc. It's a beast to get through, but so worth it. If anyone is up to reading it, I highly recommend it. Thanks for the awesome show, and may the force be with you. That's a wild ass fanfic, right there. That sounds incredible. That is like <clears throat> that is like a Star Wars Infinities comic if it was um, if it was about the prequels. Right. I'll have to check that out one day. Sounds neat. That is definitely more. Um, complex than my fan fiction i wrote when i was a kid <laughs> way more cool i did one time i did write a fan fiction where um the cast of final fantasy 7 and the cast of chrono trigger crossed over really? i did a chrono trigger and final fantasy 7 crossover fan fiction and i thought cool. i was the shit i was the smartest smartest bully on the internet right here <laughs> i mean nobody ever thought of this all right <clears throat> How about this akira toriyama take this Next up, we got an email from Jess Smith, the the legend behind the the Blue Harvest uh, Lo-Fi beats. <clears throat> hey, Halls and Will, how are you cop coping? I'm sure you are worried about all the viewers who will be confused that Baby Yoda is back. Oh, look at him! He's taking a little dig. Now, I have seen a lot of people talking about that, you know, with the Mandalorian coming up and all the trailers and new footage that's coming out. What about it? Well, the fact that, you know, like at the end of Mandalorian season two, um, Luke comes in and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to take this kid with me. And Mando is like, okay, cool. And then in Book of Boba Fett, they're like, hey, everybody, you wanted a Boba Fett show? Well, here's three-fourths of one. The other two are about reuniting the uh, baby, baby Yoda, Grogu, and Luke. There will um, be some 10-minute recap oh, see, that you can watch you're what you, that you took the words out of my mouth that's exactly it like i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't mean to jump oh in. no it's not a bad thing at all you just happened to say exactly what i was gonna say they're gonna do like a previously on the mando universe yeah you know like they did at the beginning previously on lost and um, if you didn't watch the book of boba fett it'll it's take the have, highlights from that it, and you know what it's gonna in. be it's just gonna be like Oi, I'm Boba Fett. I'm the Dymo here. And then the rest of it's just going to be clips of Mando cutting people up in a fucking, you know, uh, a butcher shop with a Darksaber and uh, Ahsoka and Luke and Baby Yoda. And, oh, Baby Yoda's back. They're barely going to show Boba in it, but they'll get you the point across. Like, oh, they're right. back together now. Oh, and probably some clips of Mando and his new ship, too, because he's going to have a whole whole ass new ship. <coughs> So that's what they're going to do. And then, like, maybe it'll be cool because people will be like, oh, shit. There's a whole show that I didn't watch. I should go watch that Boba Fett show. And yeah, then Disney possible. Plus is like, ooh, we should do another one of those. And then Absolutely. The, the first episode is going to be all Bo-Katan. Now I'm going <laughs> to. It's going to be Din Djarin. It'll be a Din Djarin, uh uh shit like uh his flashback and it'll be his episode and then right at the end Boba Fett will show up like no, you imagine it's gonna be like Din, it's gonna start off with Din Djarin and his his ship and he's gonna be like ah, I gotta go see that lady to get Pelimoto Pelimoto I gotta get her to go fix my ship and he's gonna land and she she's gonna like fix her his ship and be like you know there's some weird shit going out on the de in the desert and Mando's gonna be like well let me go check it out and he's gonna go check it out and He's going to help somebody and he's going to be all cool and 
you like you know his ass is handsome you can't even see him he's got the helmet on the whole time it's not pedro in he the walks suit. handsome yeah he just walks handsome it's not pedro in the suit but he's doing the voice you know and then like five minutes before the end of the episode like because at this point i've already paused the episode to see how much is left in it literally thinking Oh, I died and went to hell. It's it's just I'm everything's repeating like I'm goddamn rolling the gunslinger, right? And I'm just like sitting on my couch going, "Where did I go wrong?" Like, jeez, I, I wasn't. Whew, this is rough. And then he's gonna drive back into Tatooine on a speeder bike, and he'll pass Boba Fett, like, and they'll like wave at each other. And then Play a lowrider in the background. Uh-huh. That'll be the next episode. <laughs> sup and then the, the the second episode will start in Boba's palace formerly known as Jabba's palace and like Timur Morrison will there, be there and he's going to be looking all cool and they're going to be like hey Boba what's been going on he's like I don't know man I feel like I should get mixed up in this um, whole Mandalore thing that went on in season 3 of the Mandalorian plug plug and they're like oh that'd be cool yeah get off Tatooine for a little bit and he's like yeah I think I'm going to take my Rancor with me, too. Oh, sweet. You should do that. And then he's going to leave. And then the rest of the season, except for the finale, is going to be like his uh, homies there on the kids and Chrysanthemum. Yeah. It's just going to be them doing stuff, you know, racing or being scallywags. And then in the finale, Boba Fett will show up and wipe up whatever. That reanimated corpse of Cad Bane. And I'll be like... (laughs) Somehow there was less Boba. That somehow they they found a way to give us even less Boba in the second season of this show. Thanks for recording with me, buddy. This one was weird. It, it was uh, it was not <laughs> off the rails, but it was not on them. Uh, I think that for us, I think that pro- it was probably pretty off the rails. We talked about this episode of The Bad Batch for four minutes, and then I was like. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's let the viewers do some of the heavy lifting. The, the listeners, <laughs> them do a little bit of the work here. This thing is about to slide sideways. Yeah, whew, I I am whew, I see roads ahead, and I am not prepared to drive in those conditions. <laughs> Anyways, guys, leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already. If you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can get them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonecobra.bandcamp.com. If you like video games, check out me and our buddy Steve on the High Potion Podcast talking about them. And uh, we'll see you next week because it's going to be Mando week. And I can't wait. Neither can I. It's going to be great. No matter how salty I am about that handsome bastard showing up, right, in uh, Boba Fett taking out the whole episode and then they did like perhaps one of the most fan service ass things I've ever seen where they're like Luke Skywalker yeah uh, Ahsoka yeah Baby Yoda yeah they're all homies hanging out doing shit and I was still like mm, <laughs> I'm fucking salty about this despite all that I can't enjoy this yet <laughs> I do enjoy this but somehow I'm still salty <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. I have to have a voice to talk for work tomorrow. So we'll see you guys next week. Until then, it's been Blue Harvest. I'm Hans Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.